right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. Please, car, can you take your shoes off? I just put a new area rug oh, down. See Daisy. Yep. Where'd you Look get at this rug at? It's a nice I stole rug. it from Walmart. Stole it. All right. Yeah. Did I'm you do doing that thing, this thing where you you know you, know you steal from Walmart, it. right? Uh, yeah, I, I walked out with it. No, no. You got to be a little more slick than that. You got to get like a little Tykes playset, something with a huge box. You take that shit right out. And by the way, this has to be on the overnight shift. You take that shit right out of the box. You put whatever you want in it. And then you pay like 35 bucks for whatever it is and then walk out with whatever the hell you want. How many times have you done that? Uh, I have not, but the crackheads that I bought stolen shit off all the time. That's but the crack, but the crackhead that I turn into after yeah. hours has done it several <laughs> times. Still hasn't done it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't be held no, my, responsible for my bipolar. <laughs> my way of stealing from Walmart is I'll, I'll buy all my regular stuff and I'll put the rug on top and then I'll leave the store. Oh, so you hide all the stuff with the rug that you're also stealing? I let's say I buy eighty dollars worth of groceries. I'll put the rug on top of my cart when I go to leave. So that way they're like, "Oh, he's just stealing like a thirteen dollar rug." Well, they what? never. I show them the receipt, and they yeah. don't. And they don't look at it. You know, they just check it and they leave. Yeah. So I've stolen about seven thousand dollars worth of stuff from Walmart this way. I think probably counting this year. Are we? Um. Well, huh. They're not prosecuting to... larceny, car. You don't have to worry about it. All right. If they don't know, if they never catch me, it's not a crime. How crazy would it be if m- the bullshit that I'm ta- making up right now was actually they ended up charging me with a crime? <laughs> it would be good for the show. It would be It'd really be good for, for the, the show. show. It would be good for the show. Yeah, that's true. Uh, listeners will know that I've had a, a affection with stealing spam from my local Walmart, and they certainly haven't caught on to that yet. Um, yeah. Very good. Timeline Earth good. charged with four counts of grand larceny. <laughs> for the, waiting on it, baby. The rug. You know, <laughs> what we, you know what we mean. People go, oh, yeah, TLE 95, the day that he uh, admitted himself into prison. Can I tell uh, you that I actually took my shoes off in real life just to get into it, and my feet smell, and now I'm uncomfortable podcast you're uncomfortable yeah well you gotta get that dr shoal shit it's, it's it doesn't it's, help if your feet no stink. it's miracle working well get, no, you have I to mean, spray your shoes every time you take them off you come home from work take off your shoes spray some of that dr shoal shit in there it's fucking oh just I put can't. a paper towel under your feet because if you stink up my new rug that i got that i, I received mm. i'm gonna be annoyed all right. Well, there you go. Cover those dogs. There you go. Yeah. Oof. Halloween episode coming along well, gentlemen. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> we put it off further and further every year. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Uh, I think we're get, getting. To, you know, what's great is that uh, I think I say the exact opposite thing at a different recording. However, you know what's great? 
Halloween's on a Monday, so that means we can record up to Sunday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Most people are off on Saturday and Sunday, and that is when we will do a majority of our recording. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like I'm going to get my witch, which is to make sure that the episode is 45 minutes or less. I think we've already surpassed that. But listeners, please do not think it's going to be seven hours long. And no, I'm not in jest right now. I'm being very serious. I will never, will never do it again. We'll never do that again. That was a one-time deal. One-time deal. And it didn't work out well for us. It didn't because like seven, seven of you people listen to the full thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we know that because there's a we, – we, we know that, all right? We, we just, just leave know it at that. that. Sorry, seven listeners. You're simply not worth the investment. <laughs> it's not worth it. So we're going to do an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> How great would it be if we did 11-minute segments <laughs> and it came out to an hour and a half? I think people would uh <laughs> That would just that. be like – Eight consecutive episodes of Boys Town. <laughs> it's kind of like one episode of War Room now that I think about it. Yeah. Maybe we could do that. Anyway. If you were to take out all the commercials, it'd probably be about eight minutes. But that eight minutes, oh my God. Get on, getter. I love all of uh, War Room's um, advertisements are like, been socially alienated from your normal friend group? <laughs> Come right <here>. now. <laughs> Immediately. Do it now. <laughs> join join this new website where you can talk to women 25 years older than you. It's Geist not... was on War Room the other day. That was pretty cool. I couldn't find that episode, dude. Uh, I'll get you the Did title you watch it? This. Okay, cool. Yeah. Please do, because I was I trying to, to find it. that. I listened Did to you? it on okay. my commute. Yeah, Steve Bannon is one of us, boys. Yep. He's one of us. He's a Misesian, mm-hmm. which we yeah. all are. <laughs> Yes, which we all are. <laughs> which we all are. Uh, we'll win those listeners back after my tirade from about an episode and a half ago on Columbus. We'll get back, f- fellas. There was a noticeable <laughs> decline in the listenership. <laughs> We're going to do say. some major the damage Euro- control. The great European exit. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. The whites are fleeing. There, <laughs> There's a white flight going on right now for TLE. Please come back. We're going to have to bring them back. Um, I have a couple of news items today fellas i'm curious um let's hear them then okay cool so fellas um there was an interesting piece of news that came onto the scene um a conversation that i'd like to bring to the great co-hosts of this show um i think we have an opportunity ahead of us i'll start off this way in the year 1977, Car Camp, and how many years was that before the creation of AIDS? Uh, that would be four years before the creation of AIDS. In four Alberta. years before the creation of AIDS in Alberta, Canada, at the Twombly Medical Center. Hugo Valentin. Yep, indeed. A 15-year-old boy in 1977 named Kevin Bow and his childhood best friend, James Spielman, decided to create their own micronation. President Bao, by the way, he responds to your excellency, eventually lost contact with his friend, James Spielman, but he continues ruling the micronation known as the Republic of Melosia. So here's some, some interesting facts about the Republic of Melosia. It is a one-acre micronation with a population of 35 in northwestern Nevada in the desert. And Bao was working on it periodically from the age of 15 through his uh, attendance in the U.S. Army 
When he left the army in the 90s, he settled in Nevada with his family, where the present-day location of the Micronation is. Bao explained, quote, The internet came along, and I was able to see that other people had created their own countries, so I took Melosia from being just on paper to having our own website. So I was reading this, and it brought up the conversation of what actually is a Micronation, Carcampi, your ears are probably perking up here as you mm. yourself may or may not be a member of a micronation, a small, uh, also, yes, a private owner and an operator owner and of your own micronation. They're often small. They're often the outgrowth of a single individual, and they're usually viewed as trivial enough to be ignored by the established nations their lands sit within or against. Uh. The United States knows Malaysia exists, for example, but according to Bao, they, quote, basically ignore it. So there are at least 67, actually 68 if we include our friend here, micronations in the world. These include some notable ones like Lieberland, which you're probably familiar of. Uh, it's, situation, it's situated in a disputed region between Croatia and Serbia. Its population is unknown, but guessed to be in the dozens. The Republica Glaciar, uh, which was declared an independent nation originally by Greenpeace activists along the Chilean-Argentine border and boasts a population of 100,000. Wow. The Imperial Throne which was founded by Russian businessman Anton Bakov mm. in 2011 and claims to be the rightful successor of the Russian Empire. It is comprised of 17 separate lands and islands and has a population of 4,000. And finally, Sealand, an abandoned British World War II-era fort located in the North Sea, which was claimed after its abandonment by the pirate radio DJ Roy Bates. Oh, wow. It currently boasts a population of 27. Okay. And now, Carcadia. Population one, but soon to be more, we hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Take, on, a, on a very painfully related note, taking applications. <laughs> taking applications. Very, very low standards for immigration into uh, the Carcadian complex. <laughs> Uh, so what's the uh, what's the average wage for concubines nowadays? Uh, whatever uh, their roommate makes, I would imagine. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, a portion, how, it's a portion of the concubines be. Yeah, it's a portion yeah. of the. Just looking at uh, potential unionization. <laughs> no, there won't be any unionization. <laughs> I've had enough unionization. Only one unionization, and that's under God. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? Just one. His Excellency Kevin Bow of the Republic of Malaysia has said that his relative freedom to do whatever he wants in Malaysia is always there, but he is always eager to avoid introducing laws that would contravene American law or otherwise aggravate U.S. authorities. Quote, I can pass whatever laws I like as long as I don't offend the bigger country around me because you don't want to make them mad. You can have your own money, your own stamps, your own whatever, holidays, custom things, things like that. So it's really fun. Malaysia does have its own currency, the Valora. Unusually, it's pegged to the relative value of chocolate chip cookie dough and the U.S. dollar. And he says that he likes to do other interesting things, such as he's developed his own measurement system, 
and his own time zone as well. The time zone is 36 minutes ahead of Pacific time and 21 minutes behind mountain time. Using a unique system of measurement, his base length of measurement is the size of Bao's hand and volume. The base measurement is relative to the size of a full diet Pepsi can. Melosia also has a navy despite being landlocked. Uh, quote, the entire navy is comprised of inflatable kayaks, often adding that training seminars and military operations are held at Lake Tahoe. Uh, the economy is tourism. You better be taking notes, Card. That's why I'm, I'm doing this furiously fucking taking notes. Here. I'm furiously <laughs> taking notes. Approximately 200 people visit Melosia a year. Tourists get their lifetime passports out. I said lifetime. He's not offering those at the present moment. Uh, their passports are stamped upon arrival, and they're free to explore the sites of the country. Uh, Bao says it takes about an hour and a half to see literally every site. Bao leads the tourists himself, but he also works a full-time job. He declined to comment what that is because it would take the sense of humor out of things. That tells you he's a programmer or an engineer. Uh, and glory to you, most excellent President Bao of the Republic of Malaysia. You are an inspiration to us all. Now, the guy has a website, Car. I haven't looked into it yet, but my assumption is that if he has a website, there's a way to contact him. Hmm. My appeal to you, Car, get this guy on the signal. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think this now, guy is right in line with the kind of vibe we're trying to cultivate here. Now we're cooking with gas. I really, we can meet this, this, you have to address, show him respect, you know, uh, your excellency, message him, email him, your excellency. I am a, a pirate radio enthusiast and operator of a revolutionary network of podcasts called the Gay Sex Network. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to you about the unique life opportunity you've created in being the lord of your own micronation. I myself am trying to get into the micronational game, and I would like to petition you to record a podcast with me explaining to all of my listeners how they themselves can properly found and operate their own micronation. I'll give it to you right there. That's the email I think you could send out. This guy being on the signal... This would be our Pulpo getting Dash Dabrowski, in my opinion. This guy is a, a legend. He's a legend. What do you think? I love it. I love it, Bird. This is a great Excellent. idea. I'm, I'm, my brain is going a million miles a minute right now. Excellent. Uh, you know this guy's going to be a lot of fun. So I really, I think we could get him on. We'll make sure this is the episode that he hears because we're saying really nice things about him. <laughs> um, and yeah, we'll do that. Um, so uh, yeah, that's what I have to say about the most excellent president. Bow. Aaron, what do you think? You don't have a micronation. You're not even you've never even been in the micronation game. What do you think about this guy's style? Oh, I got the wheels turned in my head. I'm just wondering uh, you know, what stage of industrial development he might be in. Um, <laughs> how how prone to <laughs> how prone to revolutionary rhetoric his worker his working class That's might fair. be. He does dress like Colonel Gaddafi, yeah. just so you know. He ah, has a yep. whole oh, Gaddafian right. style about him. Um, yeah, but I yeah. think he'd be great on the show. I think I'm going to have to. Right, right I'm going to have to integrate pain. this idea that Jake and I had. Uh, of so this was back when we first seceded as Gomez, and as you know, Carcadia is a subset of Gomez. Uh, yep. Or, or, or um, our neighbors to the northwest. I call you. Yeah. Um, 
we were going to launch a line of clothing. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Gomez clothing. It was going to be ranch and beach wear. So it was going to be wow. a mix of kind of like ranch wear and then like beach volleyball attire. Uh, uh-huh. uh, so, and what's I, it called again? Uh, just the, the Gomez, brand name. We were just going to launch a Gomez apparel line. Hell yeah. Okay. So, uh, so maybe this is kind of a, maybe this is kind of a little, little fire under the ass to get that going, uh, and have sure. our own, our own, uh, I guess uniforms. You, you need to have a, also need to have a gross domestic product. Yeah, we do. If you don't have a GDP that. number, you will be the laughing stock of every nation around you. So That's you've got to get a true. GDP out there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. for you, it's GDP is just one P. So right, yeah, it's pretty easy. To it's calculate. easy to yeah. You just do your taxes. I basically. have to do it every year. Yeah, so that yeah. should be easy. So it's GDP Ranch and Beachwear line, and then <laughs> our maybe GDP, a- our GDP. <laughs> hey, buy this so you can contribute to the GDP, to the GDP of, of our micro state of Carcadia, <laughs> <laughs> and and help me populate this place because it's very lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Carcadia in need of hose. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's a good idea, man. Yeah. I think this is really is a way to it's get as good I, a, I, I, it's know. as good an idea as we've ever had, honestly. It's one of the better ideas we've had. Yeah, yeah. a lot of our ideas have not even pa- succeeded the the possibility test. I think uh-huh. we can email this guy. I, I would at least look into it. Again, the name is Kevin Bow. B-A-U-G. I've already pulled it up. I'm already halfway there. Oh, great. There. Yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. Yep. Excellent. Let's uh let's move on to the next topic. We are great. the number one truck crash tracking podcast oh, in America. Boy. It's always alarming I just to hear this come to up. Highlight that we have yet another crash. Authorities in Fall River, the city of Fall River, are cleaning up portions of Route 79 after a tractor trailer crashed and spilled tons of watermelons all over the highway. So uh boy. What do we have? I don't even remember all we had dildos. Alfredo, Lubricant, Alfredo, tomato, tomato watermelon. There's a veritable sex feast uh, spilling out all over the highway. It's a manifestation um, of. Hey, I don't mean to uh, bring the party down, but didn't I mention that last episode? No. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> That'd be really awful if you did. That would be a real fucking fuck up on my part if you did. But you know what? I'm just gonna. I might have just posted it to the. I'm just GCA, gonna mute actually. your. I'm just gonna mute your po- vocals there so that people yeah, don't yep. even know what you brought up. That yeah, is bad. That's, that's what I would do. <laughs> Taking it, making an executive decision here. That's good. That's that's step one on the way to the micronation bird. I like that attitude. Check out this segue. Speaking of sex feast, <laughs> did you hear about the congressman who filmed a sex tape of himself? No. no. Oh man, this one is too good to be true. A Manhattan congressional candidate publicly released a porn video of himself. Intentionally? In order to highlight his position on sex-positive politics. We really are just accelerating somewhere. Jail. Jail immediately. (laughs) So, third-party hopeful, he's an independent, not a libertarian, Mike Itkiss... Who is expected to lose the dem- to Democratic Representative Jerry Nadler in New York's 12th district? Posted a 13, and it is steamy, fellas, <laughs> a 13 minute sex tape with adult movie actress Nicole Sage, who bills herself as a slutty girl from New Mexico. <laughs> The, so the scarlet thread, my friends, you know, most of the time politicians like to hide the fact that they're sex pests. 
But because he is out to legalize sex work in New York's 12th district, he released footage of him doing it, getting it on with uh, Nicole Sage. And it was his first time ever having sex on camera. He said this. He admitted this. He, this is a direct quote from Mike Itkiss. <clears throat> I'm very, tell me if you can, if your skin crawls. I'm very much an introvert. I'm kind of a nerd who doesn't like to be at the center of attention if I can avoid it. But I thought the issues I'm trying to address are so important. I wanted to have my issues talked about in some way. His background page on his campaign website says he's not married, in this language, not married, no kids, not celibate, atheists. <laughs> and oh, yeah. says he's dedicated to making sexual rights explicit by, quote, ending adultery laws and, quote, decriminalizing and legalizing sex work. If you're not on board yet, let me give you one more. He also has targeted child support programs saying that men should not be required to support biological children without prior agreement. All right, got it. <laughs> there it was. I'm in. I knew I would win you back with that one. Uh, <laughs> a rival candidate, Mike Zambluskas, which is a great name, all he had to say in comment on this guy was, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's Mike Itkiss, fellas. Mike Itkiss. Uh, what do you think? <clears throat> something else man We're, what do you think man I, that's I mean, it what you wouldn't vote for him he seems like he's telling the truth he certainly does i mean that's a that's a pretty ballsy stance if you don't mind the wordplay somebody's got to run to see whether or not this guy's a sex offender that's all i'm gonna say we gotta figure it out really fast hey aaron how are you feeling about the national adderall shortage um, it's not really affecting me too much. I, I have my sources, um, That's you good. know, from, uh, from a country that we have run afoul. Um, that's, that's the main reason why I wasn't very happy with, uh, car campus diplomatic gaffe. Oh, that was, one, uh, that country. That it, yeah. It, it did affect it could, others. It couldn't, but it didn't. Yeah. Or I it felt like your but apology it didn't was wholehearted. An I felt so as, as well. Uh, you know, needless to say, I would like to continue my apologies to all affected. Uh, there's no way to predict yep. the sorts of second order effects, externalities, et cetera, that come of a gaffe like that. Uh, and Aaron, it's okay. I got I got the diplomacy motor firing. I'm just going to write down the timestamp on this reference that only seven people are going to understand. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> see if we want to keep it in the show or not. <laughs> Get a feel for we'll it. Get a feel for when people stop listening to this episode if they're if they're yeah. still listening after we opened it with one. And who knows why? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, before I continue on stories, uh, Cardi, you have any interesting things you've got going on in your life? Any stories of your own? Oh, going on in my personal life? Anything? Anything oh. you want to say to the listeners? The oh, people, you know, the connections you've built over time. Uh, well, first I'd like to start it off with, uh, the elf sent me a little King of the week nomination. I'm not even, yeah, I think it could probably qualify. You remember when we were talking probably two months ago about that Twitch streamer who was streaming from Russia, a oh, single burner on his range. Uh, I do, I do, I do remember that. Apparently guy. Twitch blocked him. 
<laughs> wow. Twitch blocked the channel of a Russian who was broadcasting his 24-7 gas stove to the Europeans, what? and I think it took him two weeks to do it. <laughs> the hell? Great. Wow. So, Jeez. Yeah. That's pretty good. Aaron, you got a king of the week? And don't say Kanye. Mm, damn it. Can't um, say Kanye. We will get kicked off of the platform. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on with that? I mean, are we really going to? Oh, like, I don't really know what the hell's going on here, uh, dude. I watched a four and a half hour Drink Champs podcast video that was four and a half hours of Kanye ranting about the Jews. Oh wow! <laughs> and I mean, and I mean, it was rough. It really? was. Did he actually have Jews a sit down conversation with David Duke? Or is that just like something somebody uh, said? I don't know. I know he had a sit-down conversation at Drink Champs with Nor. So I don't know mm. about David Duke. But, I mean, he was rapid. I mean, he was at he was at the David Duke level. In fact, I think David Duke probably has more sophisticated arguments than whatever Kanye was doing. But it was yeah. four and a half hours of Kanye just... Everything was the Jews' fault. Every fifth sentence was something about the Jews. Like he recently read something about Jews. <laughs> like yeah. he couldn't escape the topic. And uh, I tried to watch three different feeds and like halfway through each time of whatever point I was at in the episode, the feed would get cut. And, they, and I'd have to find a re-upload of it somewhere to continue it. They were wow, crazy. It's some bitch shoot shit, dude. It's some shit that sh- cannot be on YouTube. It made it. 21 hours on the drink champs feed before they had to make the video private. Uh, it was, I, it was a stunning, it was stunning. It was still on bit shoot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's on there right now. Um, but I found it on other websites that, that won't take it down as quickly. At least it was Hmm. a caricature of a a black (laughs) anti-Semite. I mean, it, it was, it was extreme, uh, and I mean, like, not the things he wasn't like. Let's kill Jews or anything like that. He was just like literally every minor problem he had was Jews in the episode. <laughs> I was and I listened to all four and a half hours of the thing because I was enthralled by it. Um, but no, I think Kanye. I think this was it for Kanye. Um, he, but he's gonna run in twenty twenty four. Is he? He's running in 2024. Who's his running mate? Candace Owens. I'm going to take a guess. <laughs> right? Oof. Isn't that great? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's going to be we, great uh, for the podcast is yeah. what we say. Great for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it was think, stunning. It was it was stunning. What so what is what, what where are we at on ter- in terms of like what is this? Uh, there's a lot of ways I could take that question. <laughs> do you want me to get into some Kanye stuff or like, what do you mean? I I mean, yeah, I guess like, I, I mean, you know, it, when Kanye started to kind of break from the mold a few years ago, you know, everybody accused him of being mentally ill, which may in fact be correct. I have no idea, but that's uh-huh. kind of the classic. As soon as somebody steps away from the lockstep prog message, it's like, Oh, well, they're just, you know, mentally ill or something like that. So it's kind of tough to say, but then, to do something like that, I don't know. Where, where is it, it? Is it marketing? Well, one thing that he said that I thought was really great was, and this was this is a direct quote. It's because of Ice Cube that I got on this anti-Semitism shit. Oh God! 
Just is throwing cube under the bus. Dude, I heard that. I had to hit the space bar as fast as I could and just look down at my keyboard with my eyes wide open for a few seconds. Because if I was Ice Cube, I'd be like, dude, shut the shut fuck the up. the F up, dude. Yeah, he called um, Drake the greatest rapper of all time. Um, which is just a fascinating, I I don't know if you follow hip hop car, but I think even if you don't, you can kind of go, that's an interesting opinion. Um, I think, uh, what do I think about Kanye? Um, cause what, yep. That sums up my thoughts actually, actually pretty well is that. Yep. What was, where are we at with it? I think he's being genuine. Okay. I think he comes from a long line of, like, Farrakhan types, basically. Yeah, okay, okay. Except yeah. instead of being a fake Muslim, he may or may not be a real Christian. I don't really know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's that's already settled. He's, he's like, deep into it. Um, he's deep into something, Aaron, for sure, yes. Oh, deep into something. all right. You, you probably know more about it than I do. I, but ju- as I don't far know. As I, I heard a four-hour episode where he did like he mentions Jesus a lot. Mm-hmm. He's one of the he'll say Christ is Lord, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. Bird, you recently had something interesting happen in your uh, professional life. You just got a promotion, didn't you? I did just get a promotion. Yeah. Congrats, man. Now let me ask you this: Did it have anything to do with like obtaining any type of professional certifications, or um, you know, following down your degree path? That or is a like that? contingency of the promotion. Ah, yes. All right. And I'm now expected to get these certifications with the help of my job. Why? You're you're in my exact seat. <laughs> oh well, I wish I was making your exact money. That's for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're probably not that far off, to be honest. Oh, uh, we are. <laughs> Oh. Aaron, you make uh, too much. My, many people have said you make far too much money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's without a doubt. But that's just because like somebody way more competent should be making this than me. That's fair. I mean, you have unions to run and stuff like that. Uh, what? Well, why do you ask? Oh, um, I was just wondering, talking about uh, interesting things in personal lives, because I I know that you're you're enjoying some success. I literally just started the process of uh, professional certification in my field in, in the hopes of uh Aren't you at like least three weeks change. from blowing your brains out, though? Like, weren't you saying? Oh, like, absolutely. Not, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's absolutely. the final certification. <laughs> the death, have, the death certificate. The new extension period on my domestic incident prediction is going to be three extra weeks. Because <laughs> I don't think Aaron is just takes himself out, if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, work. I, I my workload got quadrupled. I'm planning uh-huh. a wedding. I just started this professional certification, which is about four or five months of classes with exams. Um, what else? RCIA. I joined. Oh, so I, yeah. got, I got a lot going on. Yeah. Well, good luck to you on all of it, man. Um, uh, oh, car camp it. I know mm-hmm. you are Aaron car camp it. Are you familiar with the South Korean K-pop band BTS? I am not. BTS, Car Camp It is a sensation. Are they? It's a global sensation. A phenomenon. Five to six handsome mid-twenties Korean fellas. And they do pop music. And and they sing in Korean. A lot of Korean flair. And Americans are dying for it. Billions of dollars 
these guys make billions of dollars. All and you know what? Done. They're not bad. They're fine. They're for a yeah. pop, for a pop boy band. They're doing fine. They're great. In fact, well, like music musical talent wise, not bad. Tell me more about your BTS experience, Aaron. Um, well, it's, I heard about them a couple months ago, just on. Do you Twitter. sing the N word when you're listening to BTS, or do you believe yourself? I mean, I, <laughs> it, it do, doesn't matter what K-pop band it is. That's getting in there. <laughs> All right, good, good. Do they say the N word? No, no. <laughs> oh, I was like, man, that would be crazy. no. But Aaron uh, probably does when he listens sure. to it. Ad libs it in. <laughs> I love the idea of ad-libbing in the N-word to songs that don't have it in there already. Really, <laughs> Happy oh, birthday. That's going to be, uh, really that's gonna be a <laughs> Box fifth uh, symphony. I am, I'm typing up that thread right now. <laughs> Great. Excellent. Well, wait, wait, Aaron, where is your other BTS experience? Like, no, it's just a couple months ago. Stuff? Like, um, A couple months ago, I saw them. Somewhere on the timeline, I asked my my fiance about them, and she knows about them too. Apparently, my my younger siblings know about them. Oh wow! And, uh, I got I got some uh, audio samples, and I was like, oh, you know what? Not bad. Well, bad news uh, comes to fans of BTS and the South Korean government. Oddly, fans were left heartbroken on Monday when it was announced that the group's members were set to serve in the South Korean military, meaning oh, yeah. no new tours or music for several years. <clears throat> so in South Korea, between the ages of uh, 18 and 29, you have to serve 18 months in the military. The South Korean government every year makes $3.6 billion from this band. Wow. That adds this to their is, GDP. The, yes. The, this equivalent is the contribution of 26 mid-sized companies. Yeah. So between I was say, tw- that's, that's, that's like 3.6 billion approximately more than my GDP. Well, you what hurts even worse is between 2014 and 2023, analysts projected that BTS would have contributed 29 billion dollars to the South Korean economy if the band maintained its popularity. So that's not happening now. Uh, it's certainly not finalizing that way. BTS's hiatus was announced back in June when Hybe, the management company, sh- shed a quarter of its value upon the announcement. Jesus. And stock was and in that company was the lowest it had ever been since they went public. The band was the first Korean pop group to reach number one on the Billboard 200. Um, I think there's plenty of comedic value in this, potentially, especially when you look at the the state of the world in that area in the next two to three years. Uh, Maybe we can get some Battlefield content. I I think if they put them all in the same unit, they can make a TV show out of it and really monetize these guys further. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah. That'll be what happens. Korean mash, dude, I think would be really super cool. Um, in completely fake news, did either of you hear about this snow crab thing? Yeah. Alaska, right? That's got to be fake, right? Yeah. Yeah, just like a billion crabs disappearing. No crabs two, this year, everyone. In two years, one billion crabs, they're saying, have mysteriously disappeared 
from the normal areas where the Alaskan uh, Fishing Service operates. In four years, they're saying seven billion crabs disappeared. So it's not just the past two years. I looked at the four-year statistic. They say it's actually seven billion altogether. Nobody Mm. noticed until today. Nobody noticed. Nobody knows why. Oh, but they're giving some reasons. I want you to guess the number one reason that they're giving. Uh, New U.S. Fish and Wildlife Laws. Uh, Think bigger. Global (laughs) climate change. Yeah, that's it. That's number two, actually. Number one is disease. It's fascism. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the number one reason why seven billion snow crabs have disappeared in the past four years is because Ukraine won't wed gay people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Believable as The crabs are protesting. So the first reason that was given, the most likely reason, is disease. And this is all from the same group that fucking predicted this. Of course, they can't find the disease. (laughs) Whatever. Mask up. Crab AIDS. Mask up, everyone. <laughs> the second one is climate change. Yeah. They're saying the waters are too warm, they're going north. But here's the third theory that I was able to dig up. It's not American fish and wildlife regulation. They're saying it's poaching. And huh. what I was researching here is that those are considered American waters where the Alaskan Fishing Service is operating. There have been numerous cases of boats, uh, like fishing vessels, Chinese fishing vessels, fishing in those areas and in nearby areas. It's bothersome. That bothers me. Wow. It bothers you, doesn't it? In our in our waters, dude. In our fucking water, dude. In our fucking. They do waters. that to everybody. Well, they're not doing like it to us anymore. Aaron, we're going to war. <laughs> yeah, snow crab no, wars. Crab they wars. do it to countries that are like in the South China Sea. Yeah. And like, you know, they, they have, you know, they, they extend their territorial waters out 20 miles and international waters that the whole world agrees on is no, it's 12 miles offshore. So they get into spats with like the Philippines and Taiwan and all that. Can you imagine in 10 years, 15 years when, uh, when we're just kind of getting back into gear as a civilization after a brief nuclear hot war and people are looking back at the, at the history, you know how we look back at world war one and everyone's like, Oh, I don't know. Somebody shot the Archduke yes. Francis Ferdinand. <laughs> and, and you're just trying to explain to someone like, yeah, believe it or not, man, it was fucking snow crabs. I, you know, the crabs that did it. The crabs that the Chinese camels back. I don't know. Nope. Yeah. It was the fucking snow crabs. They just crabs were the crisis before the fourth turning. Yeah. I, you know what, man? Astrological uh, sign there. It is. Uh, it's not exactly an act of war. It's an act of poaching. I mean, it is uh, against international law, certainly. Um, but what I found was really interesting was that this was, of course, ah, I know that I'm biased, but this was, of course, the theory that made the most sense to me. Just, I, I'm not even like a climate change isn't real kind of guy. I'm definitely like a no. You don't just come up with this statistic. Yeah. In the period yeah. of a month. I don't believe it. I just don't believe it at all. In, you in that reject sense. the entire premise of the question. Uh, well, I certainly don't think a billion crabs have disappeared. Yeah, there's no re- I yeah. don't. How would you know? That's insane. How many crabs are in the ocean? They can't give me an answer to that. They never have. There's no, I've looked. Yeah. I looked. How many snow crabs 
are in well, the Alaskan you, you, waters. You type that what's, into Google. What's your one? crab per square foot? <laughs> you, you type that question into Google once, finding no satisfactory answers, threw the keyboard out the window, and then turned on the microphone. I checked up to page two. Okay, I did my honest research. <laughs> I checked up to page two, and I didn't see anything that verbally immediately looked to me like an answer. How many crabs enter? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I search shit sometimes, and then I get frustrated that Google won't give me the answer I'm looking for. I'm like, what color are crabs? And I'll search crab color, and it will just give me a color, and it yeah. doesn't satisfy me. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I definitely – listen, I'm a China hawk, dude. Yeah. Well, and by it, that, I mean I'm a hawk in favor of U.S. engagement with China just so we can wrap this U.S. up thing as quickly as possible. Obviously, obviously. Yep. Now, blood. Uh, to, we to, need blood. To, uh, to, to extend uh, your rage just a little bit, the elf actually just sent me uh, a moment ago a little interesting article in the New York Post. I'm not sure if you had this one lined up, Bird, but this one I found pretty interesting. Let's hear it. Chinese, and this is in quotation, police station. In New York City, mm-hmm. that spies on oh. dissenters run by shady charity on IRS blacklist. Oh, you know, but before we get into this, my mom sent me probably the exact <laughs> article really? you're reading. This yes. is a, about was... Chinese police stations that exist in the U.S. In, in order to like control Chinese nationals. Yes, and that's basically what this article is outlining. I was reading through this when you guys were out doing the K-pop thing, so I wasn't really <laughs> listening. So this says. <laughs> A Chinese police station set up to spy on the country's nationals in lower Manhattan is run by a U.S. charity that is on an IRS blacklist, the Post has learned. The nonprofit America – and here's the weird thing. Here is, and, and I actually scrolled through the article and read this a number of times, so it's not a typo. The nonprofit – and here it is, America Chang Lee Association. So I thought it was like <laughs> – I thought it was like change, but it's got a capital L wedge. Not in very covert, fellas. America <laughs> Changle Association, New York, Inc. owns and operates the, quote, service station located above a noodle shop on the third floor of 107 East Broadway. This is uh, Ghostbusters. This According is the to, theme of yes. Ghostbusters. In May, the IRS yanked the group's tax-exempt status for its failure to submit tax filings for three straight years, according to public records. The nonprofit, which was incorporated in New York in 2013, listed its charitable mission as a, quote, social gathering place for Fujianese people, said, Yes. Or paid one point three yes. million dollars uh, three years later for the suite of offices that houses the Fuzhou Police Overseas Chinese Affairs Bureau filing show. The Manhattan station is part of a web of more than 100 such law enforcement offices set up around the world by the People's Republic of China, ostensibly to help Chinese nationals renew their government issued identification and driver's licenses. But the stations have more, quote, sinister purposes, such as spying on the Chinese diaspora mm-hmm. from for the Chinese Communist Party, according to a recent whistleblower report. So that is pretty wild. I mean, I guess we probably should have figured that that was happening, and obviously I fully support it, but yeah. uh, it's interesting to see it come up in the New York Post. Fuzhou happens to be the province in China where most people who operate Chinese food restaurants come from, at least in New York hmm. City. Wow. Um, I knew a guy named Kevin. I wrestled with um, a Chinese dude named Kevin. That guy. They are, they are I'm not joking, about one-third of all Chinese uh, immigrants to this They're country also who are men are named Kevin. One-third of our size. It's nuts. The guy wrestled. Small lightweight. guys. Small yeah. guys. Well, I had a guy who operated the local Chinese. Shout out to Yi Garden. It's not there anymore. It was my local Chinese place. There was a guy named Kevin. Stout and short, as you're describing, Cor. Mm. Jovial. Uh, he was the guy who convinced me to drink hot liquids when I was sick. He said, hey, man, the inside of your body is hot. You put that cold stuff in your body, it throws you all off. You got to drink hot stuff to get hot. I was like, 
this Chinese secret makes so much sense. Thank it you, does. Wilson or Kevin or whatever the name you chose. And he was a great guy. Um, the store closed down because they were uh, allowing children to gamble. Um, which is a crime, in my opinion, not the gambling children thing, the fact that we're preventing children from gambling. I think this should be exposed early like they Maybe do with alcohol cases. in Europe. I agree. Um, yeah, so that's a, yeah interesting stuff. The, Chine, the long hand of the Han hovers over America once again. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, they'll basically, uh, if they see any type of dissident activity, they'll basically be like, hey, look. Like we would hate to have to shut the power and weld your family into their house. Yeah, they will. Yeah, that's and certainly what what will happen. Uh, basically, we must remember the Chinese Communist Party is a cartel. I mean, it's a noble mm. and good institution. Mm-hmm. 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 Very good. So I'm not saying anything. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. I have one last story for us, fellas, and this is probably a car. I'm going to say it here. This is going to do one of those, I knew it, but this is still blows my mind things to you. Check this out. An organization called News Punch <laughs> uncovered. Yeah, get punched with the news. Oh. I like that. Yeah. Oh, my face. Ah. I'm being punched with the news. Oh, it's breaking. <laughs> with the news or my face? Both. That's wordplay. Uh, right, fair enough. Yeah, Stay. that's the wordplay. You're keep right. Up, keep that's up. pretty fucking good. You're right. I should have caught up with that. Documents were discovered, internal documents from the Department of Health and Human Services, that connect the Biden White House to various media campaigns designed to get influencers to push elaborate propaganda meant to ridicule and alienate people who chose not to get vaccinated. Hmm. In the bill, I could read a lot more, but I just want to get you what was in, not the bill, but the internal communications. They found 274 pages of internal communications between the DHHS, the Biden White House, and various media influencers. These are the things that the DHHS was given the, the, the ability to do. A vaccine engagement package was given to all entertainment, talent, and management agencies of note. So right there, the vaccine engagement package is a plan the government, the White House, designed for media talent and management agencies to incorporate into their hiring practices and into their messaging. Same for all media companies and show producers of note. They gave a package, a plan of the words you can use how you can communicate it to other people and what you should be saying. Outreach was done to major cultural event producers, including in Lollapalooza, Burning Man, so on and so forth. Producing HHS question and answer videos featuring local black doctors discussing the vaccines, how they should work, <laughs> where the public should get them, and then disseminating these videos to black communities. <laughs> requests that Tom Brady create a video with his parents encouraging vaccination. <laughs> Creating custom partnerships with social media platforms with algorithms meant to target unvaccinated audience members. Launching Hollywood comedy writer video content. All of the major Hollywood comedy writers were given a package of what types of jokes to make 
in their various content platforms and about the unvaccinated. What, what entity was this again? It was called C4SS, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of them. They're online outfit. I would not be surprised if they got some commissar um, or something. Uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, Aaron. Oh, okay. All right. Matt, they, they, they're the ones who manage the White House's relationship to all these organizations in the first place. So, by the way, they do this all the time yeah. um, about whatever they want. Uh, they worked with YouTube, the organization, not the individual content creators, to create original specials about vaccination targeting the 15 to 35 age range. Hmm. They worked with Instagram to produce a series about vaccines for Instagram's social media account on the platform, which is followed by 387 million users. They requested major TikTok, Snapchat, and Snapchat, Snapchat, and Instagram users and influencers to create videos about themselves being vaccinated, including vaccination videos. You remember that? Um, uh, oh God, I can't even remember what that guy's name is. The crazy guy who was shouting in his apartment that overlooked Central Park about people not being vaccinated. Uh, Kurt something. Uh, Keith Oberman. I wonder if he got the call up. <laughs> Major live television entertainment shows. They were requesting that the hosts be vaccinated on air. So you remember all those on air vaccinations? Oh, God, yeah. Requesting that TV morning and day talk shows feature vaccination reunion moments for everyday Americans. They convened with editorial publishers of Catholic and major Protestant newspapers and newsletters across the country to encourage vaccination. They placed a trusted messenger on the Joe Rogan show and Barstool Sports to promote vaccination. They worked with NFL, NASCAR, MLB, CMA, all to create content with their talent members and release it through their broadcasts and social media channels. They got funded through the COVID-19 stimulus package. Remember your STEMI where you made a thousand dollars? They gave a cool $1 billion to the CDC for propaganda payoffs and bribes. They threw several billion dollars of that package into the things I listed above. They used even more money to fund tech platforms, Hollywood writers and influencers with dark money, and in return, all they had to do was take that jab and promote other people taking it. Uh, my purpose here is to remind everybody that Operation Mockingbird not only exists, but is now an institutional White House policy. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been so formalized. That, yeah, it's totally formalized at this point. Um, uh, disappointed but not surprised is probably the emotion of the room. Am I right about that? Pretty fucking spooky, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's like you said, it's it's not surprising. It was obvious as it was happening. I mean, not, you know, the specifics or whatever, but, you know, the 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 commercials were just outrageous. I mean, it, oh. it was it was nuts. Like the stuff that they were coming up with. I remember, man, there there was one that I, ju- I would just turn the TV off if I if I saw <laughs> a lot of times I'll just have the news on in the background when I'm working just for some like white noise. Yeah. And uh, there was one where it was like a kid just this kid on the couch like 
sad and like his dad's talking to him and the kid's like, oh, I don't want you to get vaccinated because I don't know what's going to happen to you or something like that. And he's and, and the dad's like, oh, I've done all the research. Trust me. You know, this is the right. It, it was just this like disgusting commercial where it's like, uh, it's, so it just pissed me right off. Yeah. So here's the other point. Uh, mass formation psychosis is real, <laughs> extremely real. It's a real problem. Uh, it's going to be utilized again. And then again, and then again, for all the things that you don't like, um, this podcast will continue no matter where we go politically or ideologically to do everything you possibly can to physically, technologically, financially, and in every other Lee sense, distance yourself from the majority population as quickly as possible. Well, can I add a finer point to that? It's going Please. to not only be used on the things with things that you don't like, but worse, it's going to be used with things you do like. You're and so this right. Is, this is why uh, I get a very, very concerned about a lot of the culture war stuff is because look at what happened to bottom left. They just shot yeah. themselves in the dick over the last two years. Now you could say they shot themselves in the dick before that. But I mean, say what you will. The bottom left now is not what they were in 2019 because all of them seem to trend. And I didn't realize this as I guess front and center as I did during COVID you know, this is this was the, the exact sort of thing that is in line with their culture. And they were able, they were willing to sell out everything to ridicule the anti-vaxxers and ridicule everybody else. So if you're going to engage in the culture war, just be aware that they know that and uh, you might be pretty exposed to Mockingbird-esque techniques. And that would be, you know, all, all I'd want to say about that. But. Um, you know, it's out it, there. It's already and, done, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's already happened for the most the, part. Uh, the white pill out of all of this is that... We're all um, going to die? Oh. Well, that and um, the people that are the people that are rolling this ball are uh, not competent people. They, they don't they don't know how to solve, how to actually solve problems. They just know how to respond to and, and, and increase their own and they, they look at problems as a way to pursue their own self-interest. Uh, it's they're they're the managerial class. They they're not there to uh, to attack problems. They're not there. They will to... not be fixing inflation. You mean? Yeah, no, they they yeah. will not be. So <laughs> yeah, at the end at the end of this, what I'm trying to say is uh, they can only ever create more problems, and eventually, competent people. And just the masses in general, they're going to be so out of touch with reality that they're they're eventually going to implode on themselves. What that yep. looks like afterwards, I, I have my preferences, but yeah, sure. I agree, and I agree, and I'm hopeful. But I just think they will uh, sacrifice as many people as they can before the implosion, absolutely, uh, which does kind of suck. Well, yeah, but it's it's more it's more credence to the fact of go your own way, figure out your own methods, figure out your own, you know, use technologies available to you and try to make yourself uh, stronger in the process. Um, and it, the the they're they're going engaging in this is is doesn't end well, in my opinion. And mm. also secure a skill set and find your tribe in yep. meat space, not yep. not yeah, on the Internet. Life. As yeah. much as I love you guys, like I, I need to know my neighbors. I need to know my community. Yeah. Because yep, the next, and you know, where it's it's been about eighty years since our last great crisis, which was World War Two, and uh, eighty well, years before a, a, that, eighty was the years Civil and War. six weeks, eighty yeah. years and six weeks. Just yep. keep in mind, yeah. 
It, before that, it was 80 years since the Civil War. a sales pitch for Pearl Harbor too there? <laughs> and then 80 years since the American Revolution. And like, you know, yeah. not not to get into the whole, uh, you know, fourth turning thing. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of credence to it. Yeah, we're about due. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And Tealy will stand idly by until after that passes. We, we, it will be so good for the show. The so listeners, good. do not reach out to us for help. <laughs> we're not going to be helping you. No. Yeah. We're not going to be helping you. Uh, um, we're going to be well, content we, creation machines. Machines, dude. I'm looking forward to it. There's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will be. Or weapons. We might call ourselves weapons, even. Yeah. I'm a little annoyed we didn't get the call up. Yeah, maybe we will someday. Yeah, I would take the money. <laughs> I would take the money. Sure. Yeah. I'm confident in my charisma I could I could support the Vax. I think you got to I think you got to throw a couple touchdowns in a Super Bowl before they're going to give you the call up, Birdo. 1 hundo million dollars. <laughs> I say as I put my pinky to my lip at the guy at the fi- at the government <laughs> finance year. They probably would write it for me at this rate. Um yeah, the 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 only Aaron, like what you had said, uh, I did an episode that is like it's like, I don't know how long it is, but we did it with Lee. Uh, we're we're tooling together our Emperor Biden theory, which is actually that Biden is a is an incredible president. Um, <laughs> yep. And uh, the one monkey wrench, the one the one set of hairy legs blocking our way to the surface of the water. Hairy legs. Is uh, that Biden can't control inflation? Yeah. Um, and, uh, he is basically competing. He's got everything else in his hand. He's done everything else right. And I think if he can curtail inflation for long enough for 2024 to run around, he's going to get that election again. Even if they run somebody who I think is more competent than Trump. God, that'd be so crazy. We're not making it two more years. I, I can't, I mean, oh, there's going to be a major asset collapse. It certainly Jobs seems will that collapse. I just don't think we're going to make it two more years. But if we do, man, Biden is going to go down as one of the best presidents in history. <laughs> just, like, the, pink president, the Pink Panther yeah, president, man. The Pink Panther president just bumbling the his pink way Panther. through. Yeah, dude. Well, again, I think it is the point is what you're seeing with Biden is the neocons third chance. Mm-hmm. They had it with Bush one. Well, they kind of started having it with Reagan. Um, but they had it with Bush one. They had it with Bush two. And they were riding with Biden now. So this is neocon shot number three. We'll see how it goes. I think it's going to go extremely badly, especially if uh, we look at the way that the Fed is committing to uh, everybody dying. It's going to get real bad real quick. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. We got another rate hike uh, coming up here in probably Let's two go. weeks. They, so. They're going to kill him, you know, right? That, oh, yeah, I, I assume. I mean, something's They're going to happen. assassinate Jerome Powell. I would. I have to believe that there is some serious talk they, about something like that. Now, yeah. the, the financial markets still haven't really felt the effects of the first major rate hike, right? Well, I mean, the S&Ps, like the major equities are down, what, 20 30%? Uh, oh, yeah. Bond, uh, bonds are down. Every, yeah, everybody said, is that from yeah, the major rate hikes are like or is that down. just the... I would, yeah, I would, I would absolutely say it was from yeah. the rate hike. I mean, I, I, everything's multi-causal, but I, I would say... Because they're, they're getting rid of quantitative easing, right? 
Uh, no, well, they got rid of it a long time ago. Oh, yeah, right. they got rid of it a long time ago. They're yeah, no, they're now. tightening now, or yeah. they're at least attempting to tighten and raising rates, which has the same effect as tightening, which reduces monetary supply. Uh, so, yeah, they also sucked out all the liquidity from, or a lot of the liquidity from the, the offshore dollar markets. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. every, yeah. and not only that, but because they're tightening, it's forcing other banks to tighten. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, at least in terms of, uh, nominally in traditional markets, they're down a lot. What one really fascinating thing that I, I was reading about was the major banks are all supporting the the illegal immigration agenda and also the the agenda to make legal immigration easier because they're trying to flood the the job market with so so that they can lower the wages. That's yeah. another way that they're trying to circumvent this and they're getting their way by the way and doing all of these things they're going to destroy the middle class this is this is the real middle class collapse um that's coming i i, I at least that's what i i think they're, they're certainly to gonna do. try yeah I, yeah I they're, they're gonna they're gonna, gonna collapse the middle class yeah i think yeah. what they're gonna find is that they're in a lot of senses, there almost isn't the middle class. It's been gone. I mean, <laughs> Correct. Yeah. You know, I mean, by, well, by tradition. You know, I agree with you, but at the same time, you and I are both in the middle class. They'll kill us out first. Sure. But if you look at traditional, like, net worths of individuals, savings rates, and, and stuff like that, I mean, the middle class now, I, I would want to do a deeper dive, but, like. Yeah, it's smaller than it's, 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 Yeah, it's been gutted. Yeah. So I don't, need, I don't know how much you need to get yourself a managerial position. Like that's yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> right. yeah, baby. It. Because skilled yeah. workers, especially in technology, uh, those those can be outsourced. Unskilled labor, obviously, we've seen can be very outsourced. Um, yeah. Um, well, I do want to add one thing: is the industry that I'm in, you're seeing like one quarter of employees being cut from major corporations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a disaster. And uh, the weird thing that I've seen is it's split between the lowest workers and it's, and the CEO class. Mm-hmm. The actually the middle managerial class is the one that is main is their jobs are being maintained as you're yeah. saying, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You want to be in middle management right now. If you, if your job position puts you in a vice presidential position or a directorial position or anything like that, you're on the chopping block. Yep. And if you are in, and if you are in a, um, entry level position, you are on the chopping block. Now yes. that's, I'm not saying the middle managers are not on the chopping block. They will get weeded out before the, 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 the corporate heads and the board members get weeded out. Um, but yeah, being in the middle of a company puts you in the best possible position to, Basically, point the finger at everybody else. Yes. So consider that as an option. Um, proud, get it? We'll get a TLE T-shirt. Proudly, middle management. <laughs> proudly, proudly in the middle. <laughs> the, 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 the centrist pod, podcast of record. Yeah, Love if it. you can find a way to become the cheapest hire for middle management, while still like raking in a good amount, like me, then you're pretty safe. You are not the cheapest hire. No, I was. Literally, I, wow. I, I was up against 12 other people during the interview process. And Jeez, and you make far too much, dude. That that worked out well. I, I don't dude. make that much. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, uh, he was gloating about God his fucking it. paycheck three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we've got uh, one more episode until the spooktacular. We may Maybe. have over the line. Maybe. Maybe. 
maybe maybe expect a, an episode next week maybe don't okay there you go there's your maybe threat. don't maybe that's you're a getting a fucking incident. halloween episode all right you're gonna halloween episode and i gotta put stuff on the over the line network on our yep. patreon so i may just sacrifice this wednesday to get the halloween special that everybody wants to be very long done I may okay. just sacrifice. This is what you. The, this is you have reaped. No, you have sown, listeners, and now you will reap. Okay. Now you will All reap. right. Well, uh, we actually have next... a lot of over the line content, by the way, coming out very soon. So go and check the Patreon. Until next week or the week after, two hands on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs>